Well, hello there, and welcome to our podcast, People in Progress. I am very excited today to sit down with the Right Reverend Jerry Wickwire, who is our associate, one of our associate pastors here. He's been here for how many years now, Jerry? Uh, more than I want to try and count. <laughs> more than okay, so for a while, um, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, we're just getting to know people in the church, and one of the reasons that we're doing that is because you can't really love somebody unless you really know at least a little bit about them, and yeah. so thanks for taking time to uh, do that with us today. Sure. Um, share a little bit about yourself, You know, the family you grew up in, the family you have now. Let's start there. Well, I grew up in Colorado Springs, and um, it was in a little community called Ivy Wild, which was actually not incorporated, but it was surrounded by Colorado Springs, so... Um, it was just a really neat community to grow up in. I went to Ivy Wild Elementary School and had the same teacher in fifth grade that my mom had had in fourth grade, Whoa. which was really kind of cool. Um, and, uh, when I was uh, about 14, I guess we moved out to the Black Forest north of town. And I really think those were uh, some of my favorite years growing up, some of my best years, um, we had 15 acres, and we had horses and cows and chickens and ducks and geese and turkeys and and peacocks yeah. and guineas and <sighs> I don't know what else. A whole geese. menagerie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there was always chores to do, always things to do. <laughs> and Saturday mornings, Dad would get us up and we'd eat breakfast and have devotions, and then we'd go out and do some project that would usually take us most of the day. Would you say that's where you got your strong work ethic? Uh, that's probably it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Parents have those great influences on us like that. Okay. So how many siblings do you have? I have two brothers and a sister. Okay. My brother, Doug lives up in the Dallas area. My brother, Ralph lives in, uh, Ohio. I think it's in Cincinnati, but okay. <laughs> if I'm wrong, he'll listen to this and tell me. <laughs> uh, and I have a sister who lives in Austin. All right. Right on. Uh, tell us about your, your family now. You're a married man. Yes, Beth and I have been married uh, this August. will be 47 years. Wow. And uh, we have two kids and two grandkids. Awesome. So just just a word to the wise, Pastor. Uh-huh. We tell them not to come home, but they always do. <laughs> there you go. Words of wisdom from someone who's been there. Um, for fun, what do you like to do? What's a, what's a fun hobby for you? What, what takes your mind off ministry and pressure and what kind of refuels your tank i I enjoy watching sci-fi stuff okay um i've actually sat down and on my calendar i put on a different show to watch every every day to binge watch okay (laughs) the beauty of the time we live in right i I can't i'm not just locked into one episode i can just watch four or five in a row if i want to i got you all right uh sci-fi guy i can relate to that so i like that very good. Well, so we've gotten to know a little bit more about you. Tell us about how you first came to know the Lord. I, I think when I was a kid, I probably got saved 27 times. Uh, just, and my dad had talked with me one time and said, Jerry, I know you're tenderhearted. <laughs> and I think I was, and, and that's okay. But one time that I remember we had a group uh, I think it was Thurlow Spur 
and the Spurlows or something like that from way, way back. Was that like a traveling gospel group? Yeah. And, okay. and our church had a Singspiration one Sunday every, every month. So they were there for the Singspiration, and I went to the altar, and one of the guys got down and knelt with me, and we talked, and he helped me understand what was going on. And I think that was really kind of the, the beginning uh, of my walk with Christ. Okay. Can you remember how old you were then? Um, approximately 10 or 11, 10 or 11, something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So for people who don't know what a, a singspiration is, what, <laughs> what is that? Is that like a Sunday night song where it's just like all songs? It, yeah. It's, it's just a service with songs. Um, okay. sometimes it might be a group that comes and does the singing. Other times it's been, um, just different people in the church singing. So mm. it's just a time to enjoy Christian music. Okay. Very cool. All right. Um, who influenced your walk with Jesus? What are, who are some of the people that kind of kept positioning you towards following him? My mom and dad, for sure. Um, my dad, really, he was a Christian, but we weren't real involved in the church. Until some point, and years later, I asked my mom, I said, what happened? Because after that, we started having family devotions. Mm. Uh, We started going to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday night, every revival service, all of that. I said, Mom, what happened? She said, well, we went to a, a New Year's Eve watch night service. And the pastor was talking about the importance of family devotions and how it helps shape people and helps you grow in your Christian faith. And on the way home, around midnight, I guess, with four kids sound asleep in the car, my dad said, I think we need to start doing that. Mm. And so we started having family devotions, and um, that was, that's mornings around our house. You'd get up and eat breakfast, and then you'd have family devotions, and then, then you'd head off for work or school. Wow. So first things first. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Any other like uh, Sunday school teachers or pastors that you had growing up that you're like, man, what when they said this or did that or that just really helped me? You know, I went to Southgate Church in Colorado Springs, and uh, we had we had a lot of good preachers there. Um, I remember Bob Leffel was there, and uh, one of the things I remember about Bob, and I think this is an influence on me, is he had a big voice and you'd be talking to him out in the foyer after church and it didn't matter what the conversation was it was at the top of his lungs and uh, I thought you know there are times that you need to be quiet and I think that's (laughs) kind of why I tend to have a quiet voice (laughs) Uh, kind of pull back huh yeah okay um and we had we had several others uh, that were just good preachers they would just remind us and encourage us and draw us along in our Christian faith. Awesome. So you didn't do it on your own? Oh, no. Okay. No. We've all had help. Okay. Um, moving along, progressing in our podcast, <laughs> uh, what, what have been some spiritual growth markers uh, in your journey with Jesus? Hmm. That's an interesting question. There was a, a time when I was in college that I was engaged to a young woman who is not my current wife. Oh. Not my 
first wife. Scandalous. Uh, <laughs> All right. Engaged is, you know, you're beyond holding hands, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. So it wasn't like an official engagement. No, it was an official engagement. Oh, but okay. uh, I got back to school and she broke up with me. And that just, it sent me into a tailspin. And uh, later that semester, um, Bill Bright was having a basic youth conflict seminar in Oklahoma City. And I went to that and that really helped me understand that I wasn't the one who was responsible for what happened in my life. There's a mm-hmm. lot of other people involved, but most of all, there's God involved. Okay. And um, so I let go of that young lady and woke up and found Beth. Wow. <laughs> I, I walked into the cafeteria that fall, and I'm like, I need somebody to sit with. My, my girlfriend has already graduated, so she's not here. And I looked around, and there was this guy that I'd known for four years at college. So I went over and sat with him and the group of people he was sitting with. And it was this cute little girl from Texas Uh that had this cute little Texas accent. She said, (laughs) howdy. (laughs) And I was kind of smitten. And that Um, was Beth, right? That was Beth. Just making sure. (laughs) Yeah. That was the beginning. Okay. Uh, we, uh, We went on a date, and... Uh, the first time I held hands with her, I thought, man, I never want to let go. Uh, mm. This is just somebody that I want to hang on to for my whole life. Wow. So the Bill Bright uh, workshop was something that really, I think, kind of helped me get to that point to be ready for that moment. Okay. So so not that you're not responsible at all for things that happen in your life, but you're not solely responsible. That other people do have yeah. a way of having influence and input into what happens in our lives. I've tried to bend the world to my will and it doesn't work. So (laughs) it's inflexible, isn't it? (laughs) Very cool. Well, um, like we say on here all the time, these two times that we've done this, uh, we are people in progress. And because we're people in progress, we're always seeking to be open to God's Holy Spirit, to his teaching. So what's, what's God been teaching you lately? Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was. It's been probably a year ago. I realized that I really wasn't um, in the Word as much as I should be, just reading it. And so I started, like we tell new new converts, I started in the Gospel of John Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just got reacquainted with Jesus and went through the Book of Acts and on through the New Testament I'm back around now down in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting to watch how God just kind of illuminates some of those stories, some of those incidents, some of those words, mm-hmm. and reminds me this is where you need to be going. Okay. Um, I'm not sure that I always immediately respond and say, mm. yeah, that sounds great. Let's go. It's, it's more like, okay, let me think about it a minute. <laughs> but eventually, <laughs> yeah, God is, God is working on me. Uh, when I was pastoring um, in Temple, my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law came over to help us, and they helped with music and with children's uh, Sunday school and stuff. And one of the choruses that we learned while they were there is, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Mm. 
It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth, and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be, because he's still working on me. That's still true, too, <laughs> right? It is. That's good. I think it's good for us to know that we can we can have those spiritual markers. We can have those uh, those shaping moments, is, is what I think about them all the time. Whether it's at you know a certain you said a singspiration service, or you know for for me like a teen camp had several of those moments. Uh, or you go away on retreat, and you have those those real rich encounters with the Lord, um, and those are good, and we need those. But it's still a little bit every day. You know, God's trying to to mold us and shape us um, into His will and for His glory and for our good. Uh, how would you? This is not on our list. So I'm just thinking of it right now. What would you recommend to somebody who's hesitant to to let God move in their life? Like they know for sure God wants them to do this or to not do that. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I don't know, man. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to do that yet. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the, the scariest things in a way for us as Christians is to let go and let God have his wonderful way in our mm-hmm. lives. Um, we like to think that we are in control of our lives um, and that we need to be in control, that we have the right to be in control. But God really wants us to give up our will to his will. And when we do that, uh, it's a whole lot more interesting living for Jesus than it is to try and do life on our own. Um, if you come to one of those points, moments, when God is saying, this is the next step, I think you just have to say, okay, God, I don't know what's at the bottom of the cliff, but I'm going to jump off and hope you catch me. <laughs> and it's not always like, like a cliff moment. Sometimes it's like just taking a step up or a step across oh, or well, a step aside. But yeah. it does, uh, that imagery is pretty apt though, because it can feel very scary yeah. because you're just like saying, all right, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to trust you. And I think that's what it comes, comes down to. But I, I feel like God will grow our trust, too, the more that we do that. Yeah. Would, you, would you say that's true over the course of your life of following Jesus, that your your trust has definitely increased since oh, yeah. when you first started? It doesn't make it less scary, <laughs> but we do have that history to look back on and go, you know what, he's been there for me before. And, yeah. and, um, and what's the old song? He never has failed me yet. Absolutely. And uh, it's not just a song. That's true. So well, anyways, we're, we're about to wrap up here and uh, – Boy, these really don't take as long as I think that they will. And I'm looking at the clock thinking, man, we could just keep going. But I just want to take a moment and say, Jerry, thank you for all that you do around the church. You have been in the the tech booth. You (laughs) do uh, electronic things, internet things, uh, things I'm not going to try to like list everything out. Um, But we couldn't do what we do without you. And so we're so grateful for uh, your input and your influence. thankful for you your family's uh involved too it's not like uh they're just taking up space here they're doing things counting things and all all that kind of stuff too so we're just really thankful to have you as part of belton nazarene church and uh thanks for sharing a little bit of your story well thanks thanks for that it does it takes all of us to make a church uh, and there's a place for everyone in the church right uh if someone wanted to get involved if they were like you know what? I like things with buttons and lights and I like to help make things happen. How would you want them to contact you? 
Oh, they can they can contact me through my email address, which is Jerry at Belton Church, and okay. uh, we've got all kinds of buttons and knobs and switches and dials that they can <laughs> come learn how to play with. <laughs> Well, very good. Well, thank you, Jerry, again for your time today. And uh, you are just like me. You're a person in progress, and we're just regular people learning to live like Jesus. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of People in Progress. If you'd like more information on Belton Nazarene Church, you can go to belton.church for our website. Or if you'd like to share your story on the podcast, please email Pastor Derek at derek at belton.church to set up a time. We are so glad you checked out this episode of People in Progress because it is another way that we get to encourage each other to live like Jesus every day. Lastly, we are confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.